0: You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young.
1: Welcome to another award-winning Brand Builders Podcast. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. Now, a home purchase is one of the biggest expenses you'll ever have in your life. Second, Maybe your college education, or you know your kids. I got one of those; they're pretty expensive. Uh, But it can also build equity, so it's important to make a good investment when you are buying a home. But where do you start? You know, our next guest on the Brand Builders Podcast has that answer, and as you probably guessed, it has to do with money. How much you earn? How much can you put down? How much can you spend each month? even if you still have college and you have kids to pay for. So joining us on the Brand Builders Podcast is Will Mullinex uh, from Lawn and Mullinex Mortgage. And uh, he's going to tell us uh, some some processes to maybe simplify that and how his organization can uh, can help you out. So welcome, Will, to uh, the Brand Builders Podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Will. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, guys. Despite the jokes to the contrary, the largest living generation, millennials, are getting serious about sitting down or settling down, rather, buying homes and having families. Buying a house is so much to wrap your head around. So where do you start, Will?
2: Well, uh, on, and this isn't a, a selfish answer. Um, you know, I, I think one of the first things when when well. With a realtor, right? I mean, kind of figuring out who you're comfortable with, who you like. I mean, a, a lot of people, especially in this day and age, you know, they'll start just by trying to get their feet wet, go to Zillow, you know, Google, whatever, and then and then kind of go from there and then they start to feel like they're experts. But really, um, my my advice, I mean, the, the first question I ask somebody is, you know, who gave you my name? And And, and 9.9 times out of 10 it's it's a realtor or a past client but you know i always tell people hey you you know figure out who you're comfortable with ask friends and then and then talk to that realtor person right but then at the same time you you really you got to talk to somebody like me uh pretty quickly because what what happens is is that folks have something in their head on oh yeah this is what i want to spend and this is what i can spend and this is what i can put down and this is what my payments are And, and and they don't they get online, they use tools like Zillow and stuff like that. And and they really, they don't tell them enough. They don't, they don't know enough just by doing that. And so, um, talking to somebody who you trust on the, on the finance side, on the, on the mortgage side of things really makes them much more efficient and speeds the process along. And so, and I think it gives them a clear head in talking to their realtor. So like, you know, I'd say probably, you know, me realtor almost at the same time and then, and then go from there.
1: So it's interesting to see. My wife is a realtor, uh, Amanda Young, Roby Realty. If you're looking, then you guys can work together. Shameless plug, I know. Um, but it's interesting to to see how realtors and, and people in the mortgage industry, in my mind, now have started to team up Uh, not necessarily just saying, well, here's who you do business with, and then boom, you go to this step, and then it's a completely different company. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing that there's more collaboration in the industry with people that maybe in the past it was just kind of a transaction, but now it's more relationship-based, where you're really walking somebody through the process from start to finish?
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, and that, and I think that is a good segue into why I've been successful, and because that's exactly how I've started doing business from day one, right? Is relationship, not transactional, which sounds generic, but it's true. I mean, like, you don't hear me on the radio. You don't see me. I mean, nobody, unless you've worked with me, you probably don't even know what I look like, you know, unless you've been to my website and checked it out. But um, everybody that that, that I work with comes from somebody, which is a a relationship. And so, um, but yeah, to, to answer your question, in the world that we're in now, it is in 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 high um, traffic, high transaction cities. You know, hot markets like a Charlotte, like a Raleigh, like in Atlanta. Like I mean, you know, whatever, right? I mean, everywhere seems to be kind of busy right now. But but certainly in places like this, the town, even though it's a big city, the town gets small, right? Especially when you're dealing with with real estate and uh, residential real estate, and because inventory is so tight, it's so competitive, and and having that relationship with, you know, this realtor and this mortgage person knows this part. I mean, it, it gets really small. And so, yeah, what working together with, with me and and whoever's, you know, sending me the business and, and, you know, chances are, I'm going to know who's on the other side. And, and yeah, I mean, it's a relationship. I mean, we're all in this for a common goal, you know, and that's to to put the client in a, in a good situation. Um, but yeah, having that relationship certainly, uh, helps gel that.
1: What do you think, um, with millennials jumping into, um, you know, the buying scene? You look at all the apartments in Charlotte and you look at all the realtors and, and the people that are kind of giving them the, the ROI of going and mm-hmm. buying a home versus renting. Right. What are some of the biggest challenges you see millennials facing right now? And what are some of the steps that they need to take to be prepared, uh, to enter that, that market, specifically a very, very, um, I don't want to say challenging market a very if you want the the housing market there aren't a lot of houses right so mm-hmm. if you're gonna be, if and you're your coming up left. to the plate you better be ready to swing right away right because if you don't there's four other people that are going to so what are some of the challenges and maybe the things that they need to do to be ready to to swing at that pitch and, and you might only get one pitch
2: well that answer was you know that, that that goes along with that same answer like what do you do first right talk to talk to me and get prepped because you know it's amazing like i had a i, I was at an event last night and I had, a, a a girl, you know, come up to me and she's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about buying something in the fall and, you know, which is fine. And I said, and I said, well, why, you know, I'm just curious. Why the fall? She's well, you know, I'm trying to save up money. I'm trying to do this. Da, da, da. And, and what she didn't realize is that she doesn't need that much money, you know? And, and, and that's the thing. And, and, and then I talked to her this morning, and because she's a first time home buyer because of this because of this I mean she only has to put down 3% she can get seller paid closing costs I mean th- th- there's just so many little things that unless somebody talks to someone like me that, that they're not going to know it and and so um I would just say talk to a lender talk to somebody who you trust and you feel comfortable with because they're going to guide you but but the point is is that once they talk to me that that sales cycle for them goes very quickly because then they have that confidence and then they know that they can swing right very, very quickly and but because you have to and so um my biggest thing is just to talk to somebody and don't be nervous about it right i mean if you don't have much money you don't need that much money if if credit's not as great as you want it to be we can talk about that and you know i'm not going to sugarcoat anything right i mean you know hey listen yeah you, we we need to work on this and here's my advice on what to do but it's it's really not an intimidating process unless you let it be that way. So so in other words, once once they know, hey, this is where I am, payment, blah blah blah. Yeah, that they'll be able to swing for the fences. And millennials, you know, to your point, the first time homebuyers, they think, oh well, you know, maybe we don't have a huge advantage. They actually have a, a huge advantage when when they're out there looking because they don't have any baggage. They don't they don't have a house they got to sell. They don't have a you know wife or husband and kids and, and worrying about school districts and all this other junk that a lot of us are worried about. And so, therefore, they're, I mean, I always use the word sexy, they, they're sexier than most coming in because, again, it's it's their first rodeo, right? I mean, they, they don't have much they got to worry about. And so, it makes them attractive to a seller.
1: What about, um, where's the disconnect been? And I'm 34, I uh, live in the the home that I that I purchased for the first time. But I don't think it was something that my parents necessarily taught me. It wasn't something that I learned in school. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is there such a big disconnect from really what you learn in school to what the real world is, specifically when it comes to buying a home or what the mortgage process is? And do you feel that companies like yourself are really trying to bridge that gap and be more of an educational tool
2: as well as a resource to be able to get a mortgage? I try to be, for sure, because you're exactly right. I mean, when, when I got into this business, I mean, I truly, a week before I got into it, if you would have said what, how does a mortgage work? I wouldn't have been able to tell you. And, right. And, yeah. and I went to college and I went to high school and I mean, you know, whatever. So that they, they don't, they don't teach you that stuff. And 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 that's why, like, I'll have guys and girls that, you know, went to business school and I mean, they're smart. You know, I mean, they they know uh, how mortgage-backed securities work and they know treasuries and they know fixed income and they know how, but but, but they don't know necessarily. How this works, and and so it's not taught. It should be, and so that's why, depending on who's calling me and whatever, I always start a yap a lot, right? I ask a lot of questions, and in asking a lot of questions, it answers their questions, and then and then we just have a conversation. So yeah, I mean, I, I educate from top to bottom every time. It's all it's almost like a script that I follow in my head. Based on who I'm talking to, you know. How long have you been in this business? Uh, uh what's this? 2019, sixteen. We
1: think, we think it's yeah, 20, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Think so.
2: so, sixteen years. Wow. Yeah. So right out of college. No, essentially? no, 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 no. no. Uh, so um, college was was '99, and so yeah, right right out of college, I did the dot com world, you know, thinking I was going to be the next Amazon, right? Or, or I was just gonna be a, a, a part of that. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and and then so then I went dot com to dot com to dot com and 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 none of it worked it, clearly. And then uh and then I was doing just random sales jobs that I didn't care about. And then uh and then my my friend actually the my former business partner um he he had started doing this uh about a year before and um his his, his brother in law had a a mortgage company, and then and and it was in Charlotte, and I was in Charlotte, and and so he was like, oh yeah, you know, you should talk to uh, you know, talk to my brother in law, and so and so I, I did, and you know, like one afternoon, and then the rest is history, right? And did so you all I'm start
0: stuck. start with lawn and no 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 no, no
2: no no, it was not it was not that that was uh that was a different um it was a mortgage brokerage company here um that that's no longer uh but that they had a you know. That, that 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 a good brand, but but what it taught me and, and and our philosophy back then was the same one it is now, and that's purchase business referrals, treat everybody the same, you know, treat the hundred thousand dollar client the same as you do as a million dollar client. Maybe you know, there'll it,
0: be a million dollar client. Well, yeah, I mean, know?
2: exactly, it 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 all works that way, and and I still to this day, I mean, I, I could care less what loan amount it is. I mean, I really th- like that is not a joke, you know. I mean, I I really don't care, um, because again, it's just it's that. Right, relationship, right. It's, it's it's building it, and it sounds so generic, but it's it's true. Man, you know?
0: we we operate the same way. I don't care if your order's fifty dollars or, well, I mean, it does make a difference if it's fifty thousand, whatever it is. I know that if I treat mm. you well and you appreciate the service, and I've got hundreds of stories around that. Right. You know, it just serves you well, and we're so relationship based that uh I feel you. Like I, I in in regard to that, like. I just lost my train thought. I'm gonna jump that. in. Yeah. Well, so,
1: I mean, we try, to, we try to do the right thing every single time, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what. Um, you look in the world of social media, it's real easy to lose that reputation by doing one thing wrong. And right. I think in the mortgage industry specifically, I think there's a lot of people that lack the trust. They don't really know who they should trust. They don't right. know who that person is that they can call up and say, you know what? hey, Will's going to take care of me because I believe in what they're doing. Uh, He has this great reputation. Multiple people have given me referrals. By having that on your back is something that people want to to strive towards. They want to be a part of. So um, good for you for doing that, number one. The thing I want to kind of jump into is specifically when you're working with different clients, um, I I guess there's got to be a lot of challenges that come up, right? Mm -hmm. What are some of the challenges that Maybe your company is better at fixing than others. Right. And kind of what would be uh, that advice if somebody was coming through an issue and they're like, hey, my credit's really bad or mm-hmm. uh, or maybe I don't know how much a down payment is. What right. are some of the challenges that you run into and how how is your organization really take that burden off of their shoulders and say, hey, we're going to help you out?
2: Well, the way that so, you know, again, everybody brings some challenge everybody's different right it's like when anybody calls me they're oh well my friend my friend my friend my mom my parents i mean i always tell people i'm like get just get that out of your head <laughs> don't talk to friends don't talk to parents you know whatever i mean not 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 kidding i mean i mean i'm not uh, being serious about that but uh one you know everybody has their own set of circumstances that potentially um produce challenges and and so the way that I'm set up now, in that I'm on the I'm on the banking side of things, right? So I'm not like a retail bank, you know, and and that is a big difference between a mortgage banker, and and a mortgage banker that works at a bank, right? And so I have uh, a lot of control and a lot of flexibility that those banks don't have, right? That they, they have one layer, they have one you know centralized underwriting process that you know you give them your loan, it goes off to somebody and Goes to some appraiser that nobody knows who they are or, or, or whatever, um, or hey, they they can't take a consultive look at a situation, right? I mean, hey, this guy's you know going through separation. This 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 person, you know, this um, girl had a six month gap in, in her employment, or what? I mean, you know, they, they get to a certain situation, and they oh, you know, can't we got a problem here versus me, the way I look at I look at stuff, and I have being the, a mortgage banker, I have my own underwriter, I have my own processor, I have my own everything, and so I can be really flexible. I can look at something and say, "Hey, you know what, Carmen, who's my underwriter? Hey, check this out, see what you think." You know, before I mean, like in other words, I can scope out problems before they become a problem, and and so uh, that's a huge it. it advantage that i have but as far as like specific challenges i mean that right i mean like hey somebody uh going through a separation that you know they may not realize that listen you know until you, you can't use this alimony and child support stuff until you've been getting it for six months or or whatever i mean stuff like that people in their head oh i you know hey i'm self-employed i make this will i make this much money do you okay great what do your tax returns say you make, right? I mean, like, you know, and, in other words, I when I tell you I yap, I ask a lot of questions, I try to fill this out. I, I try to get in there and figure out those challenges before they even know that it's a challenge or if it isn't a challenge. So, um, a, a, again, everybody's so different, right? I mean, oh, yeah, you know, I've had a... My, my credit score is is this, Will. You know, my, my credit score is this number. Uh, okay, uh, um, great. How, how, and how do you know that? Oh, well, credit karma. I mean, no, that, that that's not, but, but you know, these self-monitoring right. sites, I mean, you know, the Zillows and the, you know, LifeLocks and the whatever, I mean, you know, try to make everybody an expert when, I'm not saying they're not helpful, they, they are, but they don't tell the whole picture because somebody that's using a self-monitoring site like Credit Karma doesn't really give you your real credit score, right? And so, you know, hey, I, Credit Karma says it's this and, you know, and I've had some issues and, you know. I'm listening and I know what those are. And so then immediately I'm like, hey, let me look at credit so we can kind of figure it out. But I mean, so I'm just set up. I can't, I can't, you know, people say, oh yeah, Will can do perform miracles. I mean, you know, they they may feel that way, but at the end of the day, I'm, I feel like I'm just educated because I've seen a lot, you know, and, and, and I try to really do my due diligence and checking out, you know, what's, what's, what's under the covers. Right. So we can. I can make sure they take care of it.
0: Uh, Sandra Singer has been my realtor for a lot yeah, of she's years, great. and I love her. And she introduced us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was going through a separation, and I owned a small business. Huh. And she said, "Will's your guy." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so it, she she did actually say he'll work magic. <laughs> well. well, and so I there called Will, and everything he just said is absolutely a fact. It, I mean, you navigated through it, you made it easy. Uh, I was in the separation phase before the divorce. So if anyone's ever been through that, you, you have no idea what you'll have at the end of the day when it's all over. And I tell you, you it, it was comforting. You, I trusted you. You made it right. And I have a great place to live. Oh, good. And thank so you. thank you for that. And just sort of backing up what you said is very true.
1: And that's a great—I mean—that's a great segue where both of you guys have actually had the opportunity to work together. And in listening to this, I feel that your company does a great job creating a custom experience right. each time. That's what. So it's that's all about. That, exactly so you come in there. Everybody's got their own problems. Um, you know, definitely let Will kind of go through that and figure it out. Now, I want to bring up something that um, is a term that a lot of people, and specifically <laughs> millennials, people that are, are first-time buyers, maybe even buying their second home. But the the term house poor, right? So mm-hmm. when people talk about house poor. They're talking about buying a home that's at the very tip top of what they can afford. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they can't pay for anything else because their <laughs> mortgage is so high. Right. And I think that's an issue that people, when they're trying to figure out, you know, kind of what they can afford, what they can't. So what's a good guideline on how much a person um, not only should have as a down payment, but like how are they going to figure out what that monthly mortgage needs to be and what percentage of that overall income? And do you have any tools that help people out?
2: well yeah so so I, again i am the tool right meaning that like um that sounded awful right but i am I'm, I'm that i'm that i'm that person they should call because uh we can figure that out right uh everybody again i, I keep going back to everybody's different so just kind of giving you an overview of how the the mortgage world works from from an underwriting standpoint and, and ratio requirements um Conforming mortgages, which is any mortgage four hundred and eighty four thousand and under right so people will call conforming mortgages conventional, which really conventional can be jumbo as well right conventional is anything non government um but conforming's the, the 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 appropriate term, not that it matters when somebody tells me conventional I know what they, I know what they're talking about but anyway so so conforming mortgages are anything four eighty four under um, Fannie and Freddie, anything bought and uh, sold by uh, Fannie, uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, that's a conforming loan. Conforming loans have the loosest guidelines, generally speaking, in relation. Well, FHA kind of. But but conforming will actually go to a debt-to-income ratio of, of 50% if somebody's strong, right? So that means somebody's got a good loan to value, somebody's putting down a good bit of money, they have decent reserves, right? Because in the mortgage world, the most important thing is the the i word income, 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 right. Everything else is secondary. but although income is the most important, you would say to yourself, "Gosh, fifty percent debt to income, that's high. It is high, right? Because the way that um the way that we calculate debt to income in the mortgage world, right or wrong. Is we take your gross income, right? So if somebody makes ten grand a month, right, they make make one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. They make ten thousand a month gross. They're not taking. I mean, if they're a W two employee, they're not taking home ten grand, right? We we know you and I know. I mean, like they're they're taking home after four hundred one k and all that seven thousand, right, a month, right, which is a big difference. I mean, they're not really taking home three grand. But the the way that the mortgage world looks at it is they got ten grand to spend. Right. So that means that if, if they if it's a conforming mortgage, right, and it's run through automated and underwriting and they and their principal interest, taxes, and insurance, let's just say they're buying a six hundred thousand dollar condo, right? It's got HOA dues, stuff like that. Um so, so so you know, a little bit more expensive. Let's just say that's all of it all in payments thirty five hundred, right? Then they got a five hundred dollar car payments, another four. And then they got some student loans. I mean, I'm just making this up, you know. And and they're, they're, you know, add it all up. They're at five grand, right? Well, because they're at a eighty percent loan to value, it's a four hundred eighty four thousand dollar mortgage. Credit's good. Got a little bit of money. fannie and Freddie will take that fifty percent debt to income, right? They'll take it. Although that person, honestly, if they're just living off seven grand a month. Should not Came be buying that four hundred fifty thousand dollars house, which, which again, listen. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guiding them through this, and I'm like, well, you know, now, so, so I'm not going to recommend they do that, of course, right? right? But you never know, right? That person could have some big trust fund that kicks in two years from now, right? And they got a couple mils in there. Of, of course, they can do that, you know. And, and I, I mean, listen, you know, as we know, I mean. We're in a bank in town, right? I mean, Charlotte's got a lot of that, you know. And there's a lot of those people that have heavy assets, but maybe their income isn't that great. And so, you know, that's why Fannie and Freddie, because they look at it as, as risk-based, right? So, so if that credit's high and assets are decent, they'll they'll, they'll let it go up there. So, um, I don't even know what the question was. I'll start no, that was that was great.
1: Yeah, that was great. I I learned a lot right there. Um, Tell me a little bit, so just specifically about when you built your business, mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating for somebody that's been in the in the industry for sixteen years and now you have you know your own company, your partners mm-hmm. in this company. Mm-hmm. What is the culture like um, within your organization and And, and what, you know, what appeals, there's so many options out there, right? right? Like you've talked you've hit a lot of good points, you know, like you're going to create a custom experience for them. um, You're trustworthy. You know, there's somebody that you can count on, but like, what are some of the cultural values that you guys have and what makes you guys?
2: Well, I've always said the reason why the success, the the reason why we built the success that we have built is because. When I say we you know, Monomonics, my my company whatever and and I would have said that going back sixteen years ago when I first started, and that we're different right i mean j- just like you guys right in the in the promotional world you're you know you 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 differentiate yourself right and so you know culturally um I think uh <laughs> normal is a very broad um uh way to describe something you know meaning like like what what does that really mean but 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 I think when somebody thinks mortgage person right they they, they immediately think oh my gosh you know we get that too slimy yeah whatever um you know I, I, there's some other connotations I don't want to offend anybody but you, you know I mean they they immediately just have that like uh, you know mm-hmm. untrustworthy yeah. right and so uh, I, I think given my style our style whatever it it's a little more that that consultative approach putting myself in their shoes whatever it is right rich kid poor kid what whatever i mean you know right. putting myself in their situation um and uh and you know just building that building that trust factor from day 1 you know hey listen you know i get it right you don't know who i am from adam but Whoever you gave you my name, they know, and then so and so knows who I helped them. But I, you know, I always tell people go with who you're comfortable with because they're going to guide you, and that, and I I think that in of itself, when I say that, makes people comfortable because they're like, oh, okay, you know, it, it's okay if he doesn't get my business. I mean, if there's not a fit, we don't need to work together, right? You know, but but I I think um, culturally, just we have always done things right by the client and and done what we needed to do to get stuff done you know and, and, and as long as it's in our capacity to do so um and so uh i, I think that really has been the the, the key to success is, is that you just do right by them you don't go in and kind of you know with a sales approach you go in there with a true consultative approach and like hey you know what i care and and you know he, here's why here's what you should do and here's why i say that they respect that because it's probably something that maybe they haven't thought of, you know? And they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause of whatever. So add
0: value. Do you, do you compete with like all that said yeah. you compete with lending tree and well, or
2: not so much them specifically because they're lead generation based, right. you know? And so they, they, they would be an outlet of somebody that I would use if I was in that space. I'm not, you know, I don't pay for leads or anything. Right. But yeah, I mean, listen, there's plenty to your point, right? Uh, to to the point that I just made. Right. There's a thousand mortgage companies. I mean, like like they're everywhere, right? On, on every block. I mean, you know, they're online. They're they're you know, Quicken. They're 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 here and they're there. But I think just in any business, you got to give somebody something that they can't get anywhere else, and that's me, right. right? And so that's the key, right? That that that's that's the trick, and and um, and and giving that. Honest, consultive base. Hey, listen, I'm in your shoes. I'm, you know, I'm like you, right? Whether I am or if I'm not, I, you know, I am, right? i mean, You're human, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. you know, I'm human. I, I was, you know, fresh out of college with no money and in debt, and I was, you know, and I have a family of five, and I've, you know, I, I've been there, right? I have come from a divorced family. I'm married now. I mean, well, whatever. I mean, they, they, you know, I've I've seen it all, you know, and and so um, I I think when Somebody realizes that, hey, you know what? This guy's just a you know normal dude that seems to know what he's talking about. You you, you have an advantage, you know. So. so.
0: And I love talking with like minded individuals. It it's it's the same exact way that we operate. Yeah,
2: huh. it's the same in any business, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, we're all some in get same... it, some don't. Some and, get, and and, and I, we'll kick
0: their butt. Yeah, yeah <laughs>
2: you know, And and I understand. I mean, like, listen. I mean, I'm one, and and I have tools. That like if somebody never if somebody truly wants to do something automated and not get my two cents and ever talk to me they they can do it right. In fact, I have new software; it's rolling out in April. They'll be able to do everything right. I mean, literally, I never have to talk to them if they don't want to. You know, sure. you know. But mortgages, and and that's why when people are like, "Oh yeah, are you worried about Quicken? Are they really a competitor?" Or, Amazon or Walmart or Costco, whatever, you know, I mean, like, like it's not that they're not, you know, for me, you know, I mean that they are for certain people. And so if if you're
0: just solely focused on the transaction, they're a competitor. Correct. Because there's no value. And that's not. Yeah. And I'm
2: not a. I mean, if I was solely focused on the transaction, then I would be calling somebody to get me more leads and to do this and this and this. I'd be be going after every Tom, Dick and Harry in town, be like, oh, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, look I'm, at me. I'm curious. So you, you've been in the business 16 years. How did you navigate through the recession? Yeah, that's a
2: good. That's a good question. So I think timing's kind of everything in anything in life, right? And so I've certainly timed things bad in my life, and, I, and I've timed things good. And what what I didn't know, what, what nobody knows when they're getting into anything that they do, uh, that they truly don't know is is what the future holds, right? And so in in 2003, when I got in it, um, you know rates were were high right i mean in in the 7s if you call that high right a lot, a lot of people listening may say oh yeah no no that's not high I, I can show like you right, right i can show you high and i and i understand that um but you know back in the early 2000s um when rates were there they started started trickling down kind of right when i was coming on and then just housing in general started picking up the economy in general started picking up. And Rates were coming down with that. And so it was just a really good time to enter this business, especially given that I'm going back to that normal word, right? There weren't a lot of normal folks doing what I do, you know, and, and uh, there, there's a lot of untrustworthy folks doing what I do. And so I was just a, a you know, fresh An face, right? You know, right. yeah, I mean, whatever, somebody that felt like they can trust. And again, from from that day, you know it was all referral generated and then so you know you start working with a certain clientele right and then that clientele tell similar clientele tell similar clientele to, and and then it and you keep doing a good job and it's and it snowballs and so by the time the recession hit right there was a big i had a i mean i was lucky in that i had a big set of clients you know i mean i had i had a big book if if, if you will that that were all at rate X, right? I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm making that up. Wherever they were, well, then you know when when Lehman crashed and and you know the the day the hit the the day the, you know what hit the fan, um, rates I mean plummeted, right? I mean Fed Fed came in, money was at at, at zero, Fed funds was it was at zero. They were buying the mess out of mortgage-backed securities. I mean they made rates so low. I mean the Fed bought the Fed bought the rate market. For a long time, up until last year, really. You know, they they, mm-hmm. they were buying. The rate market was almost artificial, for lack of a better word. But it was also because it was a crappy recession in global economy. But that, combined with the Fed, really made rates really low. So while there was no real estate trading, and there was foreclosures happening, and there was people, like, you know, jumping off bridges, you know, whatever. Refi. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a huge refi boom. And so um so so that that's how that that that's how I I made it through in that I had a big buck of, of business and and those people trusted me in in Charlotte you know where most of my business you know in like Charlotte and Wilmington and, and other parts of the state where I've done stuff I, I pretty much I'm in North and South Carolina but back back then it was um pretty much just North Carolina and, and you know 95% in Charlotte was still a very healthy market and so values although they took a hit and I certainly you know, lost clients because their house didn't appraise, right? I mean, right. whatever. I mean that that would happen. Um, you know, and I would try to deliver that news as best I could. But I mean, you know, some people hold hold that a personal grudge, you know. But anyway, um, we did really well in the in the in the in the recession, and then post recession, you have like like the, the recession, you know, created all these refis and great, right? Well, then, you know, we came out of the recession pretty quick. And, and then the housing market started picking up. And so then you have this huge book of business that's refis and they've told friends and they've told friends and well, then everybody's ready to buy. Right. And right. so then, and then, you know, bam. And then, and then, and then all your realtors, you know, come back. And again, we, we, they were never gone, but I mean, they just probably Had weren't no, busy. Right. And so, uh, so yeah, so that's the story. So yeah, I mean, you know. Very cool. That's
1: fascinating. So tell us, um, there's a say, a saying that we say in our industry, either be great or be gone. You mm-hmm. know, in and and the reality, you talked a little bit that's about the Walmarts saying. of the world and like the people that are going to be going and buying Walmart promo are not going to be the people that are going to be our customers because right. they want to create the experience. And you talked a little bit about that. So that's really neat. Um, what we want to do in, in closing is anybody that's listening uh, and our followers to, uh, if they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? And uh, what's the best way to get in t- contact with your uh, organization?
2: Well, uh, so office number seven zero four three three two five zero seven two seven oh four three three two five zero seven two um lawn and mullinix mortgage it's a tough one to spell but if you like lawn like a lawnmower and and then my last name m-u-l-l-i-n-i-x.com if you if you just google lawn and mullinix or mullinix mortgage or what like you'll find me um and then like my cells on there, uh, you know, email all that. But I mean, yeah, just just call the office, shoot me an email. There's like a little quick app you can do, which doesn't really do anything other than send me a file and says, "Hey, here I am." Uh, that's a good, you know. Then I can reach out to you, whatever. I mean, you know, I, like, but, but 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 I'm very easy to find. So, awesome. well,
1: excellent. Well, Will, thank you so much for joining us on yeah, the Grand sure. Podcast. It was uh, really cool to learn more about Lawn and Mullinex. I love the the realness of, of your business and that you really want to treat everyone, um, like you would want to be treated, but right. really create that relationship and then, and then really be that support. So good for you for doing that. Um, congratulations on the success so far. We thank look you. forward to following the journey. If you guys need to get in touch with them, 704, is it three, three, two, five, zero, seven, two. Yeah, that's right. And, um, thank you so much for joining us and we'll, uh, we'll follow the story, my man. Thank
0: you guys. Thank you, Will. Appreciate it.